Hello everyone, welcome to the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Podcast, our weekly show on the happenings in the Indian electric vehicle scene. My name is Abhishek, I'm the host at Plug-in India and I've been associated with Plug-in India since 2015 and with me is my friend Kamle, the editor-in-chief of the Plug-in India platform. We also have Farah, the producer of the podcast. Welcome to episode 4 of the Plug-in India Electric Vehicle Weekly Podcast. It's time for electric trucking. So Kamlesh, what's happening at Plug-in India? Hey Abhishek, uh, it's been quiet here in Pune. We've been working on the back end. Uh, but uh, I do know that the Mumbai team, yourself, Farah and Rafay, visited RA Colony to meet some interesting people. Yes, indeed. We had a quite a busy week. Uh, on Saturday, we went and met this couple, Mamta and Ashish, at RA Mill Colony. Uh, very beautiful, scenic location, very verdant location, lots of greenery. We went early in the morning at around 7 a.m. and people were out already doing exercises, cycling, walking, running, jumping. We even saw one one guy go down on all fours and do crab walking. So never a dull moment. And then, of course, we met the couple. They were very enthusiastic, very nice people. We got to drive in the Nexon EV, my first time in the Nexon EV. I, I loved the car. I really loved it. Uh, that acceleration in sports mode is insane. And uh, we got a lot of interesting shots. We heard about their entire experience to Delhi and back. So all of that will be in a, in a video that is coming up very, very soon. Awesome. That sounds like fun, Abhishek. So looking forward to the video. So in this episode, we are going to mainly talk about an Indian startup that has created electric trucks for India. And we are going to talk about EV charging. This episode of the Plug in India podcast is brought to you by our awesome Patreon and YouTube members. For as little as just $1 a month, you can contribute to the work of Plug in India and help keep the channel independent. Once you are a member, you get access to our Discord server where you can interact with the Plug in India team members on a daily basis. Go to www.patreon.com slash plug in India or click on the join button on our YouTube channel. So, for our first news item, we are going to talk about InfraPrime Logistics Technologies, a startup in the construction logistics field, which is planning to roll out 1,000 heavy-duty electric trucks in India. They've been testing the truck for over a year to understand its techno-financial viability. And with every successful commercial run of its fleet of 55 empty electric trucks over the last one year, the company finally believes it's time to roll out larger fleets. So to give you guys a little more information, IPL Tech Electric is an Indian startup that was founded by Sid Das, Subodh Yadav and Chetan Singhal. It's the first company in the world to have heavy-duty electric vehicles in commercial operation for clients like ACC in the Delhi NCR region. So the test commercial run demonstrated up to 60% savings in operating costs over conventional diesel trucks. The company has commercially launched the Rhino 5536 a pure electric truck with 55 MT as a gross vehicle weight. Mr. Babulal, the managing director of BL Trading Company, who is running five electric trucks in his pilot program, is very happy that the truck is giving four times the margin of a diesel truck. So fantastic information, Abhishek. Uh, so this this truck has was created one year a year back one year back, and I think I think October 2019 there was a lot of media reports about this company releasing their truck. But I think uh, they needed a year to just test the truck, live situations and live with companies actually doing pilot programs. So now that they have completed it, they are looking to you know roll out and create more of them. These the truck has the following features: it's designed and developed in India. 
and apparently they're using a lithium ion phosphate battery which is air conditioned so the temperature is always 35 degrees uh, they're offering a warranty of seven years they have a 160 kilowatt charger which is built in-house that charges the truck's battery in 90 minutes uh, so it's pretty rapid charging they have two variants one is a 55 metric ton and otherwise 28 metric ton uh, based on the loads you know people can choose so and then you have a 200 kilometer range or 100 kilometer range version 200 kilometer range version for 55 metric ton costs around 94 lakhs and the 100 kilometer range costs around 70 lakhs so the electric truck has a 50 percent better gradability compared to diesel trucks it it uses less energy it's it, it's more comfortable for the driver there's no clutch involved and there's huge amount of diesel that can be saved by a single truck apparently they can save 50,000 liters of diesel just by using one electric truck so just imagine wow. a fleet of 10,000 electric trucks get into the picture and replace the diesel trucks so we have we're going to save huge amount of hard liquid currency all in all fantastic specifications and it's all made in india and uh hats off this team and uh, look looks very promising yeah complete that all sounds really excellent I also want to add that the company has raised investment from German VC fund, Fundamental AG, an entrepreneur-led fund, Leo Capital, and Cube Investments back the company in its seed round. The power required for charging electric truck batteries will be provided through the company-operated charger network. The company is already operating two charging stations on the Delhi-Jaipur highway and has a fleet of 12 electric trucks that are already on the road. 1,000 electric trucks will soon be on the road in Delhi NCR, and they'll be added to client fees in a phase manner. So, Kamlesh, what do you think about all this? It's very impressive work by the team at InfraPrime Logistics Technologies. In a short span of time, they've developed an electric truck and also have completed pilot programs and are poised for growth. So, there are about 4 lakh diesel trucks in the construction industry, ports, highways, mining industry. So, there's huge scope for uh, InfraPrime Logistics to grab a large share of the market. The pricing is pretty aggressive and uh, the, uh, the battery cooling system caught our attention. So, they're essentially using a liquid refrigerant, which is in contact with each cell. So the battery has to perform good even under loads in heavy temp high temperatures. So I think they've taken care of the battery. That's good to see. Uh, apparently, the system maintains the temperature of the battery at 35 degrees. Uh, and lithium-ion phosphate is a good choice for India because we have used electric cars with, with lithium-ion phosphate battery packs. And they've been doing very well. Yeah, fantastic work, uh, InfraFrame Logistics. And we feel that your company is doing so much for electric trucks compared to many other large global truck manufacturers like Peterbilt. Daimler or even Tesla who all have announced electric trucks but are yet to get them out in the market. We are damn proud of the team at InfraPrime Logistics Technologies for getting these vehicles out on our Indian road. Alright, moving on to the next news item. The Power Ministry of India will now allow individuals and businesses to set up electric vehicle charging stations without applying for a license. So, this will give a further boost to electric vehicles by opening up the playing field and allowing EV charging service. To elaborate, the new guidelines state that charging infrastructure at home or office can now be installed without a license and any individual who wants to do so will be helped by the distribution company in the process. But the guidelines do mandate that the installed charging point should adhere to the safety, technical and performance standards and follow all the protocols outlined by various authorities involved in the operation. Apparently, the power minister, Mr. K. Singh, said that uh, he has tried to address the concerns of EV owners and thus he has modified the, the guidelines here. He also expressed hope that the revised guidelines will encourage faster adoption of EVs in India. Uh, so, he, individuals and businesses can apply uh, for connectivity and, and electricity connection and distribution company uh, in their region and the location is bound to provide connectivity. So, this news comes at a time when state-run companies, ride-hailing firms, power utility companies, and auto giants like Mahindra and Tata Motors are all rushing in to set up charging stations after having failing to done so for so many years. 
So the government itself is preparing a fresh policy for creating special EV ecosystems in nine cities, including Bombay, Delhi, Pune, Bangalore, and Ahmedabad. The government will start pilot projects in these cities through central public sector undertakings like NTPC, Power Grid Co. and Indian Oil Co. They will install public charging stations every three kilometers. The government has also identified eleven busy highways to set up charging stations at every twenty-five kilometers. Kamlesh, what do you think about all this? Few years back, uh, it was not even possible to actually sell electricity. It was actually illegal to sell electricity. So that amendment of the Electricity Act back in two thousand three that also was modified a uh, few years back. So to just because of electric vehicles, and now anyone actually can sell electricity, uh, provided charging an EV. And now there are also remote license requirements, which makes things very easy. So any business or individual can actually uh, approach the ISCOM. Get the required load and uh, set up an EV charge charging station. Now more than ever, we need standardized, discounted electricity rates from Discom, especially for EV charging. And businesses should be able to cap the rate at which EV owners are charged. Once these regulations are in place, we will soon see EV charging at every street corner, just like how we now have mobile phone prepaid cards sold all over India to replace STD ISD booths, which are prominent. Across India in the 1990s. Exactly, uh, Abhishek. I think uh, sir, some regulations are important. We we also know that via Recharge India app, there are many businesses. There are a couple of businesses who have who have registered in our app. They are charging pretty crazy rates. A guy in Khandala who charges 150 rupees per hour. Uh, even though we've told them that you know it, our EV just consumes one or two units in that one hour. Yeah. So this kind of a thing also sh- should be taken care of. There should be regulations for like you know how much you can charge. Yeah. EV owners. I guess uh, that's that's next. All right. So for our third news item, we're going to talk about Okaya, which is going to install 1,000 plus EV charging stations pan India. The state-run Energy Efficiency Services Limited has awarded a contract to Okaya Power Group for deploying 1,020 electric vehicle charging stations across India. The contract was funded by the World Bank. Okaya will take care of supply, installation, and commissioning. of the 1020 multi standard ev charging station which will have tcs tadamo and bharat specification protocols across india okaya will be deploying these state of the art ev charging stations across the country and they'll be compatible with all internationally accepted standards they they have mentioned that you know this is they have uh, that they're going to use tcs tadamo and bharat specification protocol across uh, these charging stations uh, so the tcs stands for combined charging system For those who don't know, it's a standard to charge electric vehicles. It uses the combo one, combo two connectors to provide power up to 350 kilowatts. So you can do pretty rapid charging for large battery packs. Uh, for cars, for cars having large battery packs. Ultimately, these two connectors are extensions to the Type two connector. So ultimately, you have one socket which will support both AC and DC charging. There are just uh, two additional pins that allows for direct DC contacts to for DC charging. Uh, ultimately, CCS two is. Becoming very popular. So, if you look at multiple cars launched in India, like Tata, Nexon EV, Hyundai Kona, MG ZS EV, all of them have the CCS connector. Uh, it is becoming the standard for anything that is a, that requires fast charging above, uh, say, twenty-five to thirty kilowatts. I think CCS is what is the global standard, and good to see that India is also adopting the standard. Um, there are some cars like the Mahindra Verito and the Tata Tiguo EV, which uses the Bharat specification-based. Uh, GBYT connector, which is a Chinese standard, and uh, these are mainly used for low voltage-based uh, DC charging, like less than 20 kilowatts. There are no cars launched in India with a CHAIMO standard, which is a Japanese standard used by Nissan, Honda. Uh, but maybe once Nissan uh, gets their electric car in India, they might use CHAIMO. So I think it's better to 
have uh, all three CCS Chadamo and Bar specifications in this 1000 uh, charge installed by Okaya. Subject, what's, what do you think about this uh, deal that Okaya has signed with EESL? Okaya Power Group is one of the largest manufacturers and suppliers of EV charging stations, lithium-ion batteries and lead-acid batteries in India. The Batray electric scooter, which we tested recently, uses a lithium-ion phosphate battery made by Okaya. Okaya is a pretty large company. They supply the lithium uh, LFP batteries to Batray and few other electric scooter manufacturers too, and electric auto rickshaw manufacturers too. Uh, so they are a pretty big company. They are the cloud to take up this kind of a deal. But I, I, I feel apart from adding DC fast chargers, I feel they should also add three to five slow charge points at each location. That will you know, ensure even scooters, electric autos, and the smaller EVs can go and charge there. So if they just install DC fast chargers, then it will only be meant for cars and heavy vehicles. Yeah. So yeah. they should, you know, support even um, slow AC charging. Apart from that, I also feel that Okaya should electrify highways apart from adding DC charging stations in, in city locations. So this is this incentivize more EV owners to actually get electric cars and actually make highway trips. Uh, we should we need to see how that will work out. Okaya would be limited by ESL standard or contract, like whatever ESL specifies, that's what Okaya is going to install. So let's see how that works out. But we still look forward to seeing these public charges very soon. For our final news item, the Indian Oil Corporation Limited has successfully completed a proof of concept project to study electric vehicle charging and true zero emission electric mobility at one of their fuel stations in Bangalore. When electricity is generated using renewable energy sources and this generated electricity is used to charge electric vehicle batteries, then this is called true zero emissions electric mobility. For this project, IOCL used technology from Hike Energy, a startup that Tech Mahindra incubated. The technology enables intelligent EV charging using hybrid microgrids created by integrating existing grid infrastructure with solar PV batteries. The technology has three main features. You can charge electric vehicles using solar power. No major changes are needed to electrical grids. And grid resilience is improved by the system's architecture. Essentially, IOCL has tied up with a startup called Hike Energy, who is incubated at Tech Mahindra. So they've created this platform for charging electric vehicles, which basically integrates with the grid infrastructure and solar PV systems. They enable seamless integration of EV chargers to the grid, apparently uh, via real-time mo real monitoring of the effects of EV charging on the distribution infrastructure. Uh, I guess ultimately, the, as more number of EVs start using the grid, that should not affect the, the, the grid scope of providing electricity. So I guess this uh, solution actually manages that distribution of, uh, of electricity. Pretty interesting startup, pretty interesting software used and the hardware uh, used here. Uh, Vigyan Kumar from Indian Oil, he said that uh, given that the challenges of grid capacity and reliability amid the uncertainty of EV adoption, we are committed to finding an integrated solution to ensure green power for EV charging at our fuel stations. This innovative solution will developed by high energy has demonstrated flexibility to address these issues. Uh, essentially, we will conduct pilot studies at more fuel stations across Bangalore and then take it further. This is an interesting decision by Big Oil. So Indian Oil Corporation has at last decided to uh, put their money into EVs and supporting EV infrastructure. So good to see. What do you think? Yeah, uh, it's good to see IOCL finally deciding to enter the 21st century with the rest of us. Uh, I think they've at last, at last accepted that electric mobility is here to stay. And in a matter of a decade or so, a fewer and fewer of their products will be used by the world. They need to start investing in electric vehicle charging and energy storage applications. We recently found out that IOCL has a minority stake in Finergy in Israel to set up an aluminium 
air battery manufacturing facility in India for electric vehicles and stationary application. And now they're setting up electric vehicle charging stations at their petrol pumps. And now they're set setting up electric vehicle charging stations at their petrol pumps, which will certainly be an interesting site. We've actually heard this before, right? We have seen oil companies buying uh, battery startups yep. back in the late 90s, early 2000s. What they used to do is they used to just buy these interesting battery startups and then kill, kill them so that they safeguard their oil interests. So right now, all that is changing because they see that the writing is on the wall and all these oil companies are actually, uh, companies like IOCL, Shell, all of them are installed, are investing in uh, renewable energy and uh, electric vehicle charging. So great, good for us, good for the EV industry. Uh, so if the oil guys are putting money for the future and they're not uh, behaving like enemies, that's good for, good for the industry. One more interesting thing I want to point out is that IOCL has already invested a lot of money to build a renewable energy portfolio worth 2 to 6 megawatts. So that's 168 megawatts of wind power capacity and 58 megawatts of solar photovoltaic capacity. And together they generated 393 million units of electricity during the 2020 financial year. If their existing locations have solar energy already, why not put that solar energy to good use by offering EV charging? So we look forward to seeing IOCL set up a pan-India EV charging network that is based entirely on clean energy. So with this, we come to the end of this week's show. We can now take some questions and comments. So Farah, what do you have for us? Yes, Abhishek, we have a couple of questions. The first one is from Abhishek Jain and he wants to know when will Pure Energy launch their products in Delhi? And are their products eligible for subsidy? And if yes, what will be their price after subsidy? Okay, hi Abhishek from another Abhishek. Regarding the first part of your question, when will Pure Energy launch products in Delhi? Well, we spoke to the Pure Energy team and they are in touch with a few distributors in Delhi. They hope to launch in Delhi very, very soon. You'll be pleased to know that there are discussions currently ongoing in Gurgaon and Ghaziabad. And they finalized discussions in Chandigarh, Mohali and Jalan. So regarding the second part of your question, whether the, the products will be eligible for, for a subsidy in Delhi, uh, as you know, Delhi government has come out with its own electric vehicle policy and Pure Energy is in fact in touch with the Delhi government and they hope to be included in the policy and qualify for a subsidy. So although we cannot give you a definitive answer right now, we will have concrete information on this soon. So please stay tuned. Mohammed Farooq Perzadeh asks, which is the best EV brand to go for in between battery and pure EV? He wants to purchase a slow speed scooter in Karnataka. Yes, hi Farooq. Uh, thanks for your questions. We know both uh, battery and pure both are very progressive startups and offering very good, interesting products. And uh, the only difference between these two are that pure EV is also manufacturing their own batteries and they're doing it at a slightly larger scale. Uh, there are more dealers. So if you want a slow speed scooter, the choice is between e-trans, e the classic e-trans, electric moped, e-trans plus, and the battery, LOEV and Gypsy. So if you need connectivity, track your scooter and uh, need more connected options, then go for battery, GPSIE. Uh, if you want more utility, like more space, leg room space, then I would recommend go for battery, LOEV. That's a better model. Pure EV, ePluto and the Pure EV, e-trans plus, they don't have much leg space. I, I would recommend try out both battery uh, and the pure EV low speed options. Another consideration to make is that battery uses a, a lithium ion phosphate battery from Mokaya. Pure EV uses their NMC battery. Uh, they themselves make it. I would uh, lean towards uh, lithium ion phosphate batteries because they have a longer life. But the battery engineering in pure 
TV is pretty good. So since you need a low speed scooter and you're looking at, if you're looking at utility, I would recommend go for battery LOEV, uh, which comes with a lithium ion phosphate battery and also has very good space uh, near your legs. All right, guys, with that, we come to the end of the show. We really hope you enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Plugin India Electric Vehicle Podcast. You can find transcripts for each episode on our website. Plugin India is an EV advocacy group and a social enterprise dedicated to promoting electric vehicles and sustainable transport in India. You can write to us at support at pluginindia.com or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. We are self-owned and not a part of any large media organization. If you want to support our work, why not become a Patreon supporter or a YouTube channel member? It helps in paying our staff and bandwidth. You can also support the show for free. Write a review or recommend us to your friends and family. Every little bit helps. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts and Spotify. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.